Rehearsal? I, yes. You know, if you just do it right the first time, you wouldn't need to rehearse. You're right. Like the intro? <laughs> what, what, the intro? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I see what you're trying to do here. Uh-huh. But I'm not a professional. True. So, so, to you. Welcome to the Extreme Tasting League Scotch Edition. Uh, see? <laughs> I'm not one of your hosts. <laughs> no, you totally are. It's just you're, you, you're subbing in for Dave, and you're also a host, so that yeah. shouldn't work. Don't. Well, let's try that again. Welcome to the Extreme Tasting League, uh, Scotch Edition. I'm one of your hosts, Perrin. That was, that was better. It was better. It still wasn't great, no, but it was no, better. I, I'm the other host who's here, CDS. And, and, I need and, alcohol. Right. <laughs> and, and, and subbing in for Dave this time, we have... Meredith! Yay, she's back. And we have a guest, like, is our thing. And my name is Steve. Yay! <laughs> All right, so, Perrin, would you like to get the pour started? I'm going to start the pour. Awesome. What are we pouring? We are pouring something that I found at Trader Joe's. Oh. Yeah, I was, and I one reason I wanted to make sure we got it in to an early show is... Unlike some of our scotches, if we find some that are really delicious, and then we're like, but you'll never be able to find this. Ha ha. And um, since I picked this up last month, my guess is that um, it will still be available, which if it's delicious, I'm going to pick up another one. So uh, this is Polly's Casks. It is a Tullibardine distillery. Polly's casks uh, are a non-traditional bottler, so they pick up. Um, they're they're actually from the Alexander Murray and Company, so they pick up casks from distilleries and then bottle it however they think it should be bottled. Um, often, uh, they uh, they're interesting, and because they're not from the distillery directly, they're often at a good price. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I will say this. It is very pale. Very pale. Um, very, like a light, light, light Old straw. Scrub. Yeah. Almost like a tequila. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is, by the way, I don't want to give everything away, but it is a double double oh, barrel crazy. aged. Yeah, to quote. And it is a Highland. So on the nose, I'm getting a lot of pear. Pear and oh, maybe... Raspberry. A, yeah, maybe a hint of like orange blossom and maybe a, a light wood. I was getting almond, but I, I definitely see... I, I, the pear was... The orange blossom and pear were definitely up front. The almond was there when I like, kind of sat on it for a while. Maybe maybe you're seeing it as wood, and I'm, I'm just getting it as almond. But it's so nice. I'm, I'm... Yeah, you say that, and, and I'm getting it now. And maybe, maybe that was kind of the orange blossom mixing with the other things, okay. too. But This seems like the white wine of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Only we mean that in a nice way. Yes. <laughs> I like white wine, thank you. <laughs> a lot of people don't. I'm, just... I'm happily a wine omnivore. Yeah, or no, wine, I, 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 I am too. I'm, well, whites I'm, most, whites I'm mostly a Riesling, and then reds I'm mostly a Malbec, which means I'm like, Hwah. sweet. Opposite ends of the spectrum. The, like the, the trace of a really light vanilla on the edge, which might have been like your almond. That could be. Um, yeah. It's it's not like a deep vanilla. It's like a like a bright sort of. A yeah. Maybe vanilla. a little nutmeg. In the back, hmm. but um, it's funny. The only wine that I categorically—I won't say categorically—it's I, not like I've never found one I liked. But like ninety-five percent of the Cabernet Sauvignon yeah. cabs are, and, are boring to me. Well, I find them too tannic. Mm, I, I'm not a massive tannic fan, and that's their thing. Sure. So let's. I'm enjoying the nose. Yeah, this is. There's a lot here. But now I do get that all that you were talking about. Hmm. Interesting. The fruit definitely comes in on the initial mouth. Um, there's a little, a little burn from alcohol. It's not abusive. No. It's just it. It lets you know I'm, I'm alcoholic. There's no... Really? This has got alcohol in it? I I would not call it smooth, but maybe my mouth was just Mm. dry. 
the it's a short finish, mm-hmm. but it's pleasant. Still got a little bit of an afterburn though in the throat. Mm-hmm. I'm getting um kind of a, a woodsy. I'm trying to think of a more descriptive term on the finish. Um, kind of a resonance. Yeah, uh, not unpleasant though. Um, I was getting some pepper at the top of the finish. The initial mouth is one of the sweeter, um, sweeter drinks I've had from a scotch. Um, Maybe it makes me a bad scotch drinker, but I'm, I'm enjoying that. Initially, it is sweet, and it kind of feels like it almost dries out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, a little lemon? Mm-hmm. Not lemon pledge. Not, not that, right. not, not iodine, but a lemony kind of... Limoncello s- nose. Yeah. I'm, I'm digging it. Uh, Which two casks did they use on this one? Well, let's do it wet, and then I will... <laughs> I'll tell you this. I have not had, to my memory, occasionally I have forgotten one of the more obscure ones, but I do not think we have had this particular uh, combo. All right. All right, I'm going to do a little palate cleanse here. Yeah. I will jump on that boat, so you It definitely, without being overpowering has a strong flavor. Um, you know, you you know it was there. Sorry, bad cracker timing. It, um, it almost reminds me, just because it, it fades so quickly, it reminds me a little bit of walking into a room with, like, big, bold, bright wallpaper. There's a lot going on at once, and then you're like, oh. Kind of melts out. It's the wallpaper, okay. You know, this is nice. I can see the little flower things here. I can see the little tree notes here, you know. But at first, it's kind of overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Although, I have to say, I, I didn't find it unpleasantly overwhelming. No, 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 no. Well, I did a... I have a fairly small amount, so I went very light with the water. Mm-hmm. Still getting a nose. Mm-hmm. The vanilla has come out much stronger. So it's a citrus. The pear, I think, is still there, but faded. Almost orange creamsicle. Yeah. So I I was kind of moving it into, like, a candied pear. Um, Okay. I can accept that. But I can definitely see the orange creamsicle thing that you've got there. I cheated and I took a sip, which might have something to do with Ah. But, um, surprisingly, um... Emphatic nose for wet, mm-hmm. and that just might be the alcohol is being a little activated. And, mm-hmm. But I didn't get any any uh, burn on the nose. I'm getting I'm getting a touch of a burn, but I, I I might have put in a little bit more water percentage wise than you did. I put in three drops in a fair amount of whiskey, and I'm definitely getting a burn on the nose too. Yeah, I did four in mine, and so I think maybe it's too much water is. is do kind of add a little bit more alcohol. I, I did get a bit of a burn in the uh, in the drink. I did four drinks, and I'm going. It seemed to melt everything out, mm-hmm. but it did bring out the flavors a little bit more, especially the citrus or the pear. Uh, I'm feeling kind of near the end of it, almost um, a zestiness. Mm-hmm. That's really that felt more than taste a little bit. Kind of lingers. It's maybe just whiskey. But. So both with my initial three and then a little more water, there is a little more burn to it, but it's not abusively so. And the flavors are really fun, and the the finish is much longer. And it smoothed it out quite a bit. I'll second that. I added a couple more drops to mine, and upon first taste, it was almost buttery, which Mm -hmm. was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm... Quite impressed with the complexity of this. Um, so the, the the note I'm getting in the early to mid finish is cherry. Hmm. Okay. Which makes me wonder. Merlot finish? Is that one of the barrels? <laughs> All right. I'm I'll, well, so Merlot. Do you have a a guess? 
I mean, don't worry about it if you no, don't. No, I was trying to think because um, I can see them or low. Um, and Merlot's one we haven't had, so I mean, giving some of it away. Yeah, I, I'm thinking. Oh, it's still a little bit of a milk in there, but okay. It's pretty sweet. I wonder if it's coming from how it was aged. I'm sure you've had a sherry barrel before, so yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't say sherry, but there there is a sort of a fruitiness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I mean, if there were fruit things that came in casks. Which I'm sure. It's called alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This was was matured in oak and ale. 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 Yeah. All right. And that's one reason I picked it up when I saw it because I'm like, oak and ale. I got to try that. We've done specifically an IPA finish one. I don't know what kind of ale this one is. Um, Oh, okay. I would have considered. See, in my head, ale is is a slightly different. Than an IPA. Well, an IPA is an India Pale Ale. That's right. A very specific kind of ale where I don't know. Fair enough. Is this like a, a brown ale? Is this, you know, what so, kind of ale is it? Um, well. Play Guess the Beer. <clears throat> so, like, on a balmy California evening, Alexander Murray founder Steve Lip was enjoying a typically noisy dinner with Dave Walker, David Walker, and his wife, Polly Firestone Walker, of the Central Coast Brewery when the conversation inevitably turned to rare whiskeys and craft beer. Like whiskey distillers in Scotland, the Firestone Walker Brewing Company ages their proprietor's vintage beers in oak bourbon barrels. So the question was posed, what would happen if Old World met new? And the cycle was extended. What would happen if a fine single malt scotch whiskey was finished in the same bourbon barrels they had been used to age those beautiful California barley wines, stouts, and special imperial bitters? So, 60 used Firestone Walker barrels were duly shipped across the Atlantic to the Tolbardine Distillery in the Scottish Highlands. Meanwhile, 526 years earlier, young King James IV of Scotland grew thirsty on his way to his coronation. Stopping by the local brewery, Tobardine, he made history as the first person to purchase a pint of beer. So enamored was he with the brew, he bestowed his first royal charter on Tobardine. Um, blah, 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 400 million... Oh, now we're back to 400 million years ago. Hills formed over 400 million years ago, consisting of layers of basalt and red sandstone. The waters that flow through these hills takes 15 years to reach the Danny Burn, in which all Tubberdine whiskeys are created. Um, so, I'm just looking to see if it has... So what it was is they filled Tubberdine into the barrels, aged 12 months in... It doesn't give the initial aging... But they were aged for a year in the ale barrels. Okay. And let me check the bottle to see if it has anything else. Now, you said you picked this one up at Trader Joe's. Yeah. What was the price on this one? Well, let me do the price after the... Yeah, we have the, to we score we it first. Score it. Um, no, they have no tasting notes, unfortunately. Well, not terribly uncommon. No. Um... We just make fun of them anyway. <laughs> you know, on rare occasions, I mean, we may disagree occasionally, but sometimes you're like, okay, that's ballpark. They, I mean, they may say, like, um, a different white fruit than pear. And you'd go, I interpreted it as pear. They said it was, um, you know, uh, uh, apple. I, I can't think of a better example, but yeah. Where it's where you really start making fun of them is when you're pretty sure that they spun the wheel of um, tasting <laughs> notes and we're like mustard green <laughs> it has tapioca yeah and you're like okay and they list like 14 things and you're just like stop it even if you did get those stop it that's enough <laughs> um, so the scoring is done uh, between 1 and 5 1 being a war crime 5 being the best shit you've ever had in your mouth Three is in the middle. Could You could treat that as, it was okay, or I liked it. It wasn't bad. I mean, however you want to interpret that. Um, I really enjoyed this. It's not the best I've ever had. I don't regret the purchase at all. And I may even, since I don't expect to see this 
particular thing coming around much more, I may even run out and buy one more bottle just because. It's different enough that I I value it for that. Uh, I'm going to go... Um, three eight. Uh, for me, a four is wow. That just was great. And this doesn't quite get there. It's lacking in a few spots, but it's solidly something I will happily drink and share. I would say a three five. It was good. I'm kind of a sucker for the sweetness, but the harshness was a little bit much. It felt a little bit noisy. Uh, I liked the sort of pear. Or Whatever somebody else would see their notes. I liked the, the butteriness and the vanilliness, but you know, that harshness was just it was a little bit much for me. Fair enough. I would go with the three five as well. Um, I thought it would taste went down a little bit smoother after the couple drops of water. Um, so I would definitely with that one have a few drops in there to kind of help bring out those notes a little bit more and a little bit more of the flavors. Um, but yeah, it's one I would definitely bring up. You would not sneer and shove it away. I wouldn't sneer and shove it away. <laughs> yeah, this, this this was a pretty pretty solid outing. Um, it was not particularly exciting. It wasn't necessarily up my alley, but there's there's, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, and yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty good. Uh, I'm going to give it a 365. Uh, the price of this, I don't remember the exact number, but I think it was in the low 40s. Somewhere in the 40s, I'm, I'm almost positive. Um, so, I mean, certainly nothing that I felt was Getting abusive. And, by the way, um, we often talk about the um, Isla Storm, um, which is a Trader Joe's bottling. Um, I don't remember if, it, if there's a distillery listed on it. But it's a single malt, um, very classic Isla characteristics. Uh, just for those listening, uh, it is currently going for I think eighteen. Oof! It got yeah. cheaper. Yeah, it, it it was like I grabbed a bottle. So <laughs> yeah, it was. If, if if I didn't have sixty open bottles in my basement already, <laughs> it would totally justify getting another one of the Isla Storm. Yeah. I, it's one of those where, unless you don't like that kind of scotch, you cannot go wrong and you should have one in your house. Because it is, especially at the price point, fabulous. I'm The more I've had scotch from Trader Joe's, hasn't been all perfect, but I'm like, wow, Trader Joe's. They were also having a tasting when I was there. So I got to try, it was uh, one of the Irish ones we'd had um, for um, St. Patty's Day mm-hmm. and a couple other interesting wines. So, what kind of scotch is the Isla Storm? Isla Storm. It's it's from the Isla area. Okay. Uh, I say Isla. It's Islay is if you just read it. Oh, got it. And I said that when we were in Scotland in that area, and I was roundly corrected, quickly and brutally, oh. by our our host. And I <laughs> I quickly. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, it is a smoky, peaty yeah. kind of uh, little salt. Um, the the distilleries are all along the coast and um, uh, island areas, and uh, they tend to, to pick up a lot of ocean characteristics. Um, cool. Yeah, they're fun. So, um, how are we doing on time? Since I know you, oh, there we go. You need to leave by when? 8.30. Oh. So we're doing okay. We're doing all right, yeah. All right. Normally we don't care about time because there's booze to be had. But but since you have a an end point, I thought it would be polite to not, you know, screw you over. I appreciate Since you were kind enough to come <laughs> and and join us for the tasting, the least we can do. Uh, so you you had said that it's a uh, a rehearsal. Yes. What What, may I ask, are you rehearsing? We are rehearsing for the very first comedy show I've ever produced. (gasps) You're a producer? Uh. A big shot. (laughs) It means I'm going to buy the pizza. (laughs) I did not realize that was the job of the producer. I mean, there might be other things, but I think that's the big one. Perrin, let me make it clear. I produced this show. 
Well, he buys the cheese. cheese. Yeah. I was going to say, where's my goddamn pizza <laughs> and, and, and most of the scotch? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So uh, it's the Electodron 2020 show at Fearless Comedy's Die Laughing Marathon. Ah, you're... Which you're... happened a day or two ago, because... It was fabulous. Early April now. <laughs> Very funny. I laughed until I cried, and then I punched someone and laughed some more. <laughs> but it was Matt Alex, so nobody cared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then I found, I found someone and kicked him in the groin, and... It was considered to be comedy. Yep, Matt Alex. Comedy gold. <laughs> the punching bag for all the things. Poor Matt. No, we, 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 we love Matt. Probably because you could kick him in the groin and claim it was comedy. <laughs> well, I mean, that joke's a little old now, but... So is he. Mm. I say this being older than him, but I'll take what I can get. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and if you're listening, Matt, and there's a decent chance you are, we love you. Is that I, why he retired from comedy? No. <laughs> no. Although it was a fringe benefit. Although, yeah, I, I was constantly amazed at his um, um, capacity for damage. Yeah. Because, uh, because uh, I'm sorry, I don't care how funny it is. Nobody's kicking me. <laughs> um, well, that's that is awesome that you are uh, producing your first show. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm I'm glad it went terribly, terribly well. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, what are you up to these days, Steve? Uh, for me, and a lot of the time, it's uh, grandkids. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Uh, uh, uh. The, the cork decorked. Do we have a wine thing? I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Tragedy is struck. As the uh, arbor has lousy corks. Lousy corks. You know, and and sometimes I might be inclined to blame myself for it, except this was holding the cork at the bottle level and turning, and it went crumble. So I'm going to... Yeah, to be fair, this is the bottle I think we've had sitting in the basement for... A year and a half or so, so it's it's entirely yeah. That that I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, it, I, I should have actually just tried to kick it out the other way in the kitchen. Well, it hasn't come out all the way. Let's. You want to give it a whirl? Here. I don't. I that. I was trying to uh, to hook it in before I, I pushed. That cork is yeah. is not your friend. No. We're we're going to have to sacrifice some to the gods of R and G here, but. Oh well, because the the cork has continued to disintegrate. Uh, yeah. Take a look at that. Oh please, uh, here you go. Have have all the bits. All of the corky bits. Yes. Um. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you know, here's the interesting thing. I, I know that some, uh, some distilleries have gone to uh, synthetic corks, right? And other wine. I haven't seen it with a scotch that I can recall. But some wine places are going with screw tops. screw tops. And I've been told it has the same airtight capacity as other things, and so on and so forth. And I don't mind the artificial corks in a scotch bottle. It, it doesn't... Doesn't change it? Yeah. Screw top just bothers the hell out of me. I don't know if any of... I don't trust a screw top not to leak because I can't tell the difference between a bad screw top and a good screw top. But with a cork, I, I can look at the size of the cork and I can feel how hard it is to put it in the bottle, and I can be reasonably assured I know whether or not it will leak. With a screw top, I cannot evaluate it. I've had so many bottles leak. I haven't had any difference, so... Yeah, if they're vertical and if in they're my vertical, fridge, because it's fine. They're fine, but I haven't... Screw tap ones, we tend to drink in the first sitting anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and, and I recognize some of this is just plain snobbery on my part. I am not pretending otherwise. It doesn't feel right to buy a $75 bottle. I heard a thunk. Woo! I don't know if I heard correctly, but that sounded good. Oh. Um... <laughs> He's sitting in the back corner. Sounds great. Um, if I'm spending any amount, but especially if it's like you know $70, 70 or eighty dollars on a bottle of scotch, 
the screw top just somehow feels. What'd you do? What'd you do? I fixed it. How? <laughs> that was a shoe. <laughs> a shoe? Well, he has a tiny, tiny little shoe. Put inside a shoe and a knife. Well, applause. Well done, well done, sir. I still have my confused face on. I'll, I'll, I'll explain later. I'll hold you to it. Oh, that is aromatic. We're going to let everyone do a quick nose reset here using the... Uh, the lovely coffee that we have from True Stone Coffee Roasters. True Fresh Stone Coffee. True Stone Coffee. Fresh roast, cool beans. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, yes, absolutely. And they are such good friends, they have offered us our very own promo code. Really? So, so What's you, that? So if you go to the website, and when you're during, uh, during the checkout, if you type in the promo code SCOTCH, you get 10% off your order. Wow. wow. The nice. whole order? The whole order. The merch, the coffee, everything. Dun, dun, dun. So, it is a slightly darker... Um, that is, by the way, I never, I never thought to mention it on the, the, last, um, the last bottle. It was interesting that it was such a light color, given that it went through at least... The double low, maturation, yeah. The double maturation, it usually picks up more. And I would not think that uh, an ale would be reducing the color and I can see where it would be if, I'm, particularly if it was you know a paler ale if it was like a brown ale you'd expect it to get darker but mm-hmm. like you know a paler ale I could certainly see it not I mean if you finished something in grain belt you're yeah. not it's not gonna get too much darker but I wouldn't expect it to lighten it anyway didn't mean to bring in the old one I just I hadn't thought about it this is it's still a fairly light color mm-hmm. it's just not as light yeah hmm it smells like bananas. I'm getting a lot of bananas. Sorry, Cedius. I love bananas. <laughs> Him not so much. Maybe he's smelling something else. I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just here to ruin Scotch. The right? power of suggestion. You did invite me. No, I know. I know. It's my, <laughs> my fault entirely. Uh, no, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. I, I, was, I was getting certainly tropical fruit notes. We, we, um, could, we could we could use the generic term <laughs> papaya. No, it, it, honestly, that's that's where it was going. It was, it, it was papaya and hazelnut. I think as, as as a thing is what I was getting before banana was said, and then yeah, yeah banana's accurate too. Yeah, you know, I could see papaya. Papaya, there's a little like there's a round there's note. It's, it's like it's like a peach and a banana got it on. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's not one note, but it is not. Really complex. It's pleasant. I'm getting it sort of when I put my nose further in the cup, like a sort of a richer, darker vanilla kind of a. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Which that's very promising for me. Yeah. That this is this is where. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say it it might be that just the the build up of the nose might phase from the that into the other because I I was getting the same thing at roughly the same time. This is where if I were I I can't do it off memory, but if I were at uh, Penzi's. Which, for those of you listening across the, country, the the globe, Penzi's is a local spice shop. Highly recommend if you're into spices, either go locally or you can order online. Um, they have like three different vanillas, and some of them are double or triple vanilla. And I mean, it's this is where you mm, Ceylon vanilla or something. Madagascar yeah. vanilla. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, I I wasn't quite going to do that in, like meaningfully, but I might have facetiously yeah. said yeah. One of my favorite Penzi's games is uh, at some point in time there became a proliferation of Penzi's spice mixes in people's homes, and so guess the ingredients list became a common game. We have more Penzi's than we should at my house. We'll just Never leave it there. <laughs> it, going to the store is lovely because the, the place is filled with Spice, redolent. Okay. How often do you get to use that word? Not there. Redolent with spice, and they have glass containers of the spice. You can take the top off. I love giving it a little shake. Then you take the top off and then waft. Because if you on some of those, if you stick your schnoz right in there, you're going to sneeze. Oh, it's chemistry hey, last time. That's that's a whole lot of very powerful spices you got there, and now they're in my sinuses. <laughs> 
I'm getting sort of um like in the back of my throat, sort of a tobacco note, kind of a kind of sneaking sneaking in there. I've, I've continued to play with the nose, and it's gone into this like golden thing. Definitely gold yeah. thing. And I'm not. There, there's another note in there, and I'm trying to pull it out, and I just. Maybe, maybe it's just this has gone very so strongly vanilla. It's, 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 it's like See, gold and vanilla. I might be getting that almond one. Sure. Mm. Yeah. That's that sweetness. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's a little bit of a kick up front. I see your tobacco. Absolutely. Oh, yes. And that's why. Well, I, it's a cast strength. I knew it, that. It is. I had not. Yeah. I had avoided checking. Well, I had a right so, Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, after you've had a sip, have you had a sip? A very little one. This is a cask strength. That means it is 52, well, this particular version is 52.8%. You know what? For cask strength, this is amazing. It's a light, that's a light end of cask strength. Yeah, it is. I've had up through 58. 58. And you can tell. 50, I there I, I know people, Q, who will be like, mm, cask strength, glug, 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 glug. Yeah, no, the, 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 the Iran malt cast strength that we had that was a cognac finish, I think, was around a 54 yeah. or a 56. And that that one was tolerable. But yeah. most of them were like, oh, give me some water. I'm yeah. really enjoying this. It's, it's, you definitely go, oh, there's some extra alcohol in this one. But it's got some interesting flavors. It, it feels full-bodied and sweet, I think, before when I was smelling it, I was kind of thinking like desert sun, warm sand, and like wafting spices kind of a thing, and that's just amplified. Golden raisin and cinnamon. I I hear the cinnamon. Yeah. I taste the cinnamon. What interesting synesthesia you have. Yeah. <laughs> what does cinnamon sound like? That would be awesome. I mean, I know synesthesia is not funny necessarily for people who ex- actually experience, but it would it would be interesting sort of to know what does that sound like if if different different things got interpreted into sounds. And back in the day, I mean, I used to know the sound of glucose. Why? Because we did experiments with rats, and we had to do brain surgery and put probes in their brains. Yeah. And then we'd feed them glucose, and I learned what the sound of a rat enjoying glucose was as their nerves were stimulated. Interesting. What did it sound like? Kind of a... kind of sound. It was interesting. But enough of that. I would probably be going... because I'm enjoying this. If you were drinking glucose? Well... If I were drinking something I liked, which I am, which is why I'm mm-hmm. making the funny, happy brains. Is <laughs> anybody else still getting like a fruity note after you yeah. let it sit for a second? It has a very sweet initial yeah. mouth. Then, unfortunately for me, the alcohol burn kind of empties the middle a bit, and all I get is a, oh, I have alcohol. And then at the end, there's a sweetness again, maybe a little honeysuckle. I, I want to say honey, but it's not quite... Well, the, the, the fruit note I was getting at the tail end of things, and I don't know if it's just that I have a little yeah, cheese still sitting on the palate, was honeydew. Okay. I could, yeah. Yeah, I could. It's, it's very much a melon honeydew, or may, maybe cantaloupe, but I think more honeydew more for honeydew. me. It started almost watermelon. I'm like, no, that's not right. Oh, honeydew. There we go. It's honeydew. Yeah, I'm getting the honeydew. Yeah, I, you said that the mid notes were like super alcohol, and I'm getting that near the end of them. But I feel like I get the initial taste, and then it kind of comes down a little bit, and then there's a ton of burn, and I can't taste anything. Mm-hmm. And then I get the honeydew. It's even with the burn, it's not unpleasant. I enjoy this whiskey. Uh, there's a reason we are 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 fans. Um, and our brother typically does have the high tobacco note mm-hmm. thing to it. Um, this, this is almost like I'm, I'm having a cigar and eating a honeydew, which is not something I would typically do. But <laughs> or maybe a honeydew shaped as a guitar that's been, or as a as a cigar that's been lit or not. I don't think that's how it works. No. So what if it's like honeydew juice, but it, it you know the melon was crushed and then sort of cold press or whatever pour over bar style, it was poured over a filter of tobacco leaves. Hmm. Or maybe I'm just drinking Midori when I'm having a cigar. That's much more likely. (laughs) (laughs) 
Alright, so I'm adding a little bit of water just yeah. as, as a standard start. Yeah, I'm going with my well, two. I like this a lot, so I'm reluctant too, but I feel like I, I For science. Yeah. Science. So the vanilla has lightened up, but it is now basically the sole note I'm getting. I'm gonna have to do a, a little reset here. When you're done. On the nose I'm getting almost a little cedar. Sort of a hmm. little bit of wood notes. Maybe it's oak. Maybe it's oak. Doesn't have to be. Just have I mean, just because they're oak casks doesn't mean that it must smell of oak. Yeah. I'm getting sort of a, a resinous wood. It's more of a sandalwood. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I I think sandalwood is, is the the more but I see where you started with cedar. I I'm mean, still getting I'm getting a little honeydew, a sort of a, a, a I would say a sweet melon, and I think I would go with honeydew. Oh my god, I drank it! <laughs> All of the birds sure. went away. <laughs> this is amazing. You, you sounded like so. I was just sitting there thinking about things, and suddenly I realized alcohol was flowing down my mouth, like it does when I'm doing these kinds. What of happened? Things. What happened? It it just it became this sort of a fruit situation with like vanilla and the, the sweetness is just it does not quit I really I don't know if this means I don't like actual whiskey but the sweetness of this whiskey ah. is great <laughs> you I so uh, you had more in your glass to start with than I did how many drops did I you add I put three drops in okay. this entire thing I Barely. Okay. I well, you like didn't drink very much to begin with, did you? Yeah. In here. So I, I had maybe two thirds, which she had, probably closer to half, and added the same amount of water. And yeah, don't, don't add extra water to yours. You won't like it. I won't. Um, I, well, I suspect you won't. I mean, sure. for science. But I am getting nothing but like kind of a light burn. burn. Yeah. I and two drops. Light tannic at the very end. Yeah. Not unpleasant. Just. And it sours a little. Yeah. Um, so, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm not, so now I'm drinking a cigar and drinking a sour beer. The sweet spot is very, very little water. Yep, it seems to be. And I, much as I know it's not going to be good. Yeah, I'm adding extra. I, I went extra whiskey. because it is a cast strength. I can toss some in Yon's. I have plenty. We have a bottle. Oh, that's true. <laughs> the nose isn't quite gone. I'm still getting... Still getting that banana flavor. Yeah, the banana comes back a bit. Um, yeah, the vanilla fades into banana. The fact I'm getting any nose after five drops, yeah, is impressive. I just I really like this. <laughs> but again, cast strength. So, um, nose. Yeah, it, that's that's pretty much all it is. Um, bit of a burn. I'm still getting a little honeydew. There's a little tannicness at the end, but it's it's not bad. It's just if this were all it were, I'd be kind of unhappy. Yeah, the I, I got tannic banana as the pal. It's my new Led Zeppelin cover. I was going to go with rat, and uh, no, it's my banana rama cover band. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, it, it's it's very one note at that point, and it's just not exciting me. No, it's not. It's not terrible, but it's. Um, I mean, if I was just rating the last little bit here, I'd probably be like two seven. You know, it, it's not terrible, but I wouldn't go out and buy it, and I wouldn't want to drink something on my own. If somebody handed me some, I would be like. Be polite. How how <laughs> dare you? Yeah, this is, this is much better. I, I have a little bit of Meredith, and yeah, you really want to just kiss it just the, ever one, so slightly with water. One, maybe two drops. Yeah. Mm. No, I'd almost even say just for you, unless you don't want that much. I, I shouldn't have this much. Okay. For, for purposes I'm of, enjoying of the this. I'm out of it. <laughs> I mean, cast strings okay. or not. Oh, yeah, good. I, I think the smart money is... Neat. Yeah. Neat. You know what I, I want to try? Take your time with I it. I want to try it with um, Scotch Rocks. Yes. Mm. Because usually when you cool things down, it it reduces the um, the impact of the alcohol. It changes the notes, yeah. And, and I would love to try this with no water 
but chilled. You just know what chilled. else I might do? I might do um, like some sort of a wash in the glass. Maybe just put a spray of water in there and then pour and sort of tip it out to drain it because you just want just the, the hint. Yeah, I could uh, make a martini only if it's water instead of vermouth. You swish it around, throw it out, yeah. and then pour in the so, scotch. So yeah. I had drunk everything out of this glass before you poured some in, so let me test something. Water! That's perfect. <laughs> right? Like so yell, yell water at it, and then drink. And then drink? Yeah. It's water! Sort of, it's, it's sort of like going through the secret door in Lord of the Rings. Speak water and drink. Yeah, it was... I'm sorry you guys didn't have as incredible of a first initial situation I, with them. I really enjoyed it. I yeah. am not. I am not uh, arching your buzz. I just wish you guys that. had tried it with less water first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Surprisingly good for a cast strength, and mm-hmm. I, I mean neat for a cast strength. Yeah. Because um, usually it's like getting punched with. I mean, not to delve into um, geek stereotypes, but it is getting hit in the head with a gold brick <laughs> wrapped in bubble wrap or something wrapped like that. Wrapped around a lemon? It's not quite like drinking 151 or something. True. But but you're just like, ooh, that, ouch. You know, if you're drinking a 57 or 58, I mean, that's 116 proof. And that's... Pretty brutal just yes. to drink. Yeah, the the, the Freud cast strength. It, it's basically it's the ten year without the extra water in it, and it's just like, <laughs> hi, I'm Pete, <laughs> and it, it just Pete moves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the new detective series. <laughs> I watch that, but you know I'm easy. I I have to admit Netflix. Um, given that I hate waiting for. S- like you watch one season and you're like, that was awesome. Wait, I have to wait how long? Yeah. I at least appreciate the fact that there's another series I can watch immediately and be bitter about not having the second season. So I can keep a cycle of enjoyment and bitterness going Speaking month of after Netflix, month. Is, is, is that just life? Have you tried Love, Death, and Robots? I've not seen yet. it. I haven't. Yeah, I'm same here. I have. I, I have heard of it. I should probably at some point in time have Netflix. But one of my favorite underappreciated authors has two short stories in there. Um, Alistair Reynolds is just near and dear to my heart. Zima Blue, and I can't remember what his other story in there is. Um, But you were talking about end-of-season sadness and Mm -hmm. feelings, and they're all short stories. Yeah, I... uh, Well, for for us, having Netflix also means we can put Netflix kids... Oh, yeah. Out there for yeah. Rowan, and they have tons. They have tons, and the beauty is almost all of them are ones I want to watch it's as cool. well. That's nice. I mean, ranging from, pardon that, My Little Pony, mm-hmm. which, which by the way, any, anytime, anytime you can get a character named Dr. Hooves, <laughs> who has a an hourglass for a cutie mark, to having Weird Al Yankovic. To have a character named Cheese Sandwich. I mean, you're 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 playing to your strengths, and and you have John Delancey as Discord. Yeah, who is basically Q with hooves. Um, just hold the dragon. What's that? No, well, Discord is several different things. He also has sure. some hooves somewhere. Yeah, um, watch that one. Oh, <laughs> it's it, it is basically Q on My Little Pony because he's just like. Here, let me change reality and fuck with you. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. That's it. That's um, cute. And then, you know, a, a lot of the kids' series, you're just like, these are really good. How to Train Your Dragon. How to Train Your Dragon. Um, there's a there's another one I can't remember. Uh, well, the new Carmen Sandiego yeah. one. Okay. Uh, my daughter binge-watched the whole damn thing. <laughs> She's like, when's the next one coming? And I'm like, it's going to be like months and months. Ooh, and like yeah, welcome for the welcome show. to my love, child. So, so so speaking of binging, and and getting caught up with things. So so, I think I've related before on on how I made the the, the joyous mistake that I started watching One Piece, the anime series, mm-hmm. which has 
Well, that so, should give you like four years worth of watching. Yeah, I'm caught up with what Hulu has at episode 750 <laughs> and change. How and long ago was this? I, 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 I caught up about three weeks ago. Oh, well, when did you begin the quest to catch up? Um, I started actively watching again four or five months ago, and I'd already spent two months watching things. I mean, it still took a while. I mean, it, it, but I, I have completed the quest to watch all of the existent One Piece on Hulu in under a year and a half, which is still on the impressive side. Mm-hmm. It also means I'm a geek with too much time on my hands. Yeah. But, um, I, I, yeah, yeah. I was I binge watched a new um, a new anime on Crunchyroll, so that time I got reanimated as a slime. Oh, that was great! It is. I didn't watch all of it. I haven't seen all of it, but my oh. goodness, I've enjoyed it. it. It is for something that I initially was like, "This, this is I'm not anticipating much from I this." I will never finish. It's <laughs> remarkably sardonic. It's fun. It is. We do um, first episode night, and that one came up. And the other one that came up in the same round was Zombieland Saga. I haven't seen that one. You all should go watch the first episode. Uh, I, you may have seen a snippet of it. I'm not going to spoil it because it's 30 minutes and you'll enjoy the heck out of it. But we enter on a would-be Japanese pop idol. And she is very much alive. And uh, things happen. It's great. Like they do in anime. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm not a massive anime fan, but I'm a I enjoy anime. I just it's not like I can rattle off 97 years worth of obscure anime like some people I know. Um, but we combine first episode night with uh, bad anime bingo. We also do bad anime bingo night, which is separate. Um <laughs> But the bad Oh, there's bingo, so many options there. It's so good. It's so good. Um, Save the Frames is a common one where, you know, you can tell that they are making um, cinematog- cinematographic, cinematography decisions based on animation budget. <laughs> where they just pan around a single image or if their CG is, like, really blocky or something like that. We have... Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, sorry, Panner on JPEG is a different one. Uh, there's another item for animation quality. Changes dramatically, where the, the drawings just suddenly suck for a minute. <laughs> Ran out of budget. Yep. Which is quite good. Pan to sky. There is driving. How can that be? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's great. Uh, highly recommended. Make your own bingo sheets, and it's just a blast. Awesome. We'll have to try that. Um, before people forget, we should score this. Sweet. Yeah, Scott. Well, um, we could start there. Sir. Yeah, yeah. This, 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 this was pretty solid. I, I did enjoy this. Um, I, I think it's best served neat. I, I will have to try it chilled or with like a single drop of water in, in a standard pour just to see. But yeah, this, this was, this was very impressive. Um, yeah, Pit, Pit Perrin is is waving water in front of it as though that's going to do anything. Um, it's about as close as he wants it to be. Yeah, no, I, this, this, this was it's solid. sort of like the martinis where they say, and then look at a vermouth bottle while you're mixing. Yeah. yeah. Um, this doesn't quite cross into four territory for me, but I'm going to give it a 3 9. Didn't enjoy this one as much because of the harshness of the alcohol at the beginning. And really, like you said earlier, it became one noted after adding a drop. So. I'm going to have to go with a 2.7 on this one. Fair enough. I think I just Well, you won. hated it, so we can just skip <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> I won the water lottery. I'm going to call this a 4.3. I honestly can't think of a better thing about it, so it might almost be a 4.5, but it it didn't show me something that I didn't know whiskey could do. So I'm, I'm going to say that, like, if I had a bottle to keep around the house of nice whiskey that I know I will really like... This might be a new standard. I really enjoy this. Well, this is an independent bottle. Um, yeah. And there were other bottles of it at the location that I bought it the last time I was there. A which year was a, and a half ago. No, no. Yeah. This, this was this four months ago was the last time I was at the place. And there, there still was a bottle or two of the Alvaro 89. So, hmm. By the way, this is an 18-year-old. Hmm. Oh, that would do it. Yeah. It was uh, distilled in 1989 
bottled in 2007. Yeah, okay. I really enjoyed it. Bottled in the year of our kidney, 2007. It's, it was bottled before I was born. Or, sorry, not bottled. Um, brewed? I was going to say. Still? It was, it was Wait, to, how old still. are you? I am eight. No. <laughs> I, I am not eight. We're deleting this episode since we just fed scotch to a nine-year-old. Oh, Twelve. Twelve-year-old. Yeah. 2007, you said? Yeah. Yeah, so to anywhere between an 11 and a 12-year-old. Oops. Well, you're certainly mature for your age. That's right. <laughs> Still, the and fact that you were that it was it was laid down before you were born. Yeah. Makes me hate you. But in a good way. <laughs> um Yes, it was that's true for me as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I believe so that. Good. Gullible as hell. Uh, <laughs> um so I enjoyed this. Uh, I like the fact it's a good cask strength. I it, it wasn't amazing, and I'm I'm torn. I love the fact that you could get two people with such different opinions about the same scotch, and it's one of the reasons I love scotch is that it's it has flavor and it has character, and it makes people either like it or dislike it. There, uh, it's you're very rarely that you're just sort of like, eh. I mean, even when we vote around a three, it's rarely because we are like, whatever. It's because, well, I liked it. I didn't like it a huge amount. Or I didn't dislike it that much, so it's like a two nine. Um, I'm going to have to go... So I'm trying to think of, did I like it more or less than the the other one? And it's there's, they're on different, different axes. That's the problem I'm having. Um, I'm just going to say three eight. I'm going to go with the same number and know that it means completely different things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to kind of get a kick out of that. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> this is Scott's selection. Oh, thanks, Scott. Appreciate that. Matured in Oakwood casks. Arbolure 1989 single Highland malt. Product of Scotland. You'll find it very difficult indeed to find any other living soul with more experience or expertise in the craftsmanship of selecting fine Scotch whiskies. Here, Robert has selected as one of his personal favorites in order to give whiskey lovers throughout the world opportunity to taste and savor this fine superior whiskey. The fruit of a lifetime's experience. So, in parents' defense, the text is in italics or small caps. <laughs> oh, with a few big caps. They use two different size caps. <laughs> because somebody found the, the, the uh, change font and... Uh, that's somebody found the paragraph options menu in Publisher. <laughs> very few scotch distilleries seem to hire professionals. It's always... Wolskett Mildred, she knows how to use Word. <laughs> and then they send it off to the printer, and the printer's like, whatever. Edith, how many times do I have to tell you Word Perfect is a little out of date? <laughs> there are very few real traditional master distillers still left practicing their fine art in Scotland today. New technology has meant that distilling Scotch whiskeys, and that's even bigger than the other ones. <laughs> is done mainly by sophisticated computers, but not their text. However, Robert Scott has stood the test of time and with over 50 years of his working life spent on his true love, apart from his wife, small capitals, of distilling the finest rare scotch whiskeys. Um, 52.8% by volume, no tasting notes. Humor me for a moment. Just Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Mud bog racing action. Nitrous burning funny cars. Be there. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, that, 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 this is why he does the readings. In our <laughs> and yes, I'm glad that a youngin' like you still knows about our fine tradition of Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Because um, you don't hear them very often anymore. They took down the Metrodome. But, yeah. I mean, I, I remember that you would watch the, the I was in, I grew up in San Diego, and there were 
LA channels that you could pick up, and they were the bad LA channels mm-hmm. because the local you had local you know NBC, ABC, CBS, but then you had Channel Thirteen and Channel Five and Channel Eleven, which had the bad kung fu movies ah. and you know Sunday Kung Fu Theater. <laughs> it was really bad. Um, Master the Flying Guillotine. That's where I got to see that for the first time, and their commercials were all local, and so you got to see. Um, the mud bog racing action um, with oh and then uh, Mecha Godzilla he will eat another car another car <laughs> is Mecha Godzilla a car or has he already eaten one <laughs> and then uh, you would also see the go see Cal um, who is a used car dealer Cal Worthington and his dog Spot which was always some large strange animal like a tiger, and he would run them from car to car, and you would see as he as this like five hundred pound tiger would leap from car to car, and the whole front end would be like wonk, and I'm like I'm not buying that one because <laughs> the shocks are gone. But yeah, that was, and then they had the fabulous Thunderbirds women's inclined track roller derby. Incline Track Derby would be yeah. interesting to see. Oh, Incline Track was a lot of fun. And man, did they play dirty. Oh, All yeah. that. They would, I mean, you were seeing people flying over the railing, and uh, this was brutal roller sport. And oh, yeah. as a young adult, man, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. We got those channels for a while, and watching roller derby was a good time. Oh, no, yeah. It, it, like, I, I've seen derby live a couple of times, and, and like I said, I've only had the opportunity to see it on a flat track, but like derby is still one of the most fun sporting events I've ever been to. Well, imagine it at higher speed. Higher speed, and the incline track just made it all... And then they had that jump, which is about three feet high, Ooh. And, and going over it, which and, was... Just, and it was encouraged for a little bit of dirty play. Yes. <laughs> they, there was no... Like, we're all actually friends here. And yes, there's going to be um, collisions and injuries, but it's all in good sport. We'll go drinking like, together after. Right, no, this was, yeah. I'm going to shove you from behind when you're not looking over the railing at high speed. Yeah. And, and the, the outer railing was like six feet up. Yeah. So well, we're, we're talking, you know, ah, crunch. And who's that little old lady manager they had out there? <laughs> Yeah, and she would get after the players yeah. herself. Yeah, try to trip them, and <laughs> it was it was good times. So, um, does anyone have anything to flog? Well, uh, it being the early part of the month, there will be a Fearless Lab uh, the second Tuesday of April. I, I don't have the date off the cuff right now, but that will be a thing. Uh, planning ahead, the third Thursday of April will be Double Blind Improv. Um, Definitely check out those, our regular scheduled shows. Uh, there will be a Fearless Presents, I want to say in the early half of the month uh, of April rather than the latter, which is typical. Um, I will probably do some sort of addendum uh, at the end of the episode to, to say exactly when, but I want to say it's uh, uh, the second weekend of April. Um, I think that's Saturday, but I'm not sure. Certainly check out fearlesscomedyproductions.com uh, for more details. I can't wait until you guys have recovered enough to tell us about how... Dude, I am so dead after the last four days. <laughs> can't wait till you've recovered. Because, well, so, so Thursday night I, I spent like staying up as late as possible because I have an overnight audience. So I, I stayed up like super late and went to bed and got up late-ish on Friday and then went to you know die laughing and then was there for the overnights and went home, slept overnights, slept. And, and so today... Yeah, my recovery day. Well, it's my recovery day. I did not go to work. I'm I'm doing the editing and posting, and so yeah, well done. Yeah, and and your show was awesome. Thank you. Do you have any upcoming shows? Not that I'm aware. (laughs) (laughs) And and anything interesting about your your grandchildren you'd like to share? That uh, no, they're just always good good times. And how old are they now? Ten, eight. There are twins that are six and five for the little girl. Wow. So when you have all of them over, yes. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. You don't have them all over. Mine, mine is seven, and, and uh, she often is asking for a, a little little sibling, and we have told her, no, we're one and done. 
And um, at some point, we'll just tell her all our hopes and dreams rest on her shoulders. Um, no pressure. But, no yeah, pressure. Yeah, it'll be fine. Uh, but uh, yeah, given given the effort it takes for one, no, we're good. We're good. Thank you very much. <laughs> They're a lot of fun, but it's also nice to go home and well <laughs> and have a scotch. <laughs> revenge. Revenge is getting them, getting your grandkids, feeding them sugar, caffeine, revving them the hell up, and then dropping them back off. This is for all the times, or sorry, let me rephrase that. This is one. <laughs> I kept count. See you next week. Yep. <laughs> so we have a tradition. We do have a tradition where at the end of the show we ask our guest to toast our way out. And, and since our, our stunt host is only going to be here for this episode this month uh, and not back for, for the mid-April show, we will have our stunt host uh, toast us out. Got a toast? I, I think so. To everything not being frozen anymore? Here. To spring into summer. Here, here. Quick, be funny. <laughs> Banter. Banter, damn it. I am quipless. <laughs>